This is Sports Talk with Jack Wilson on News Talk 770, Calgary's breaking news and conversation station. He is your CFL insider, and he joins us every Tuesday night here on Sports Talk with Jock. Mr. Suter, how are you? I am well, Jock. I am well. Interesting week of games. And, oh, uh, I don't another... know where to start. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, first of all, there were five of them. Yeah, and true. That's a little unusual and unfair, a little unfair to Ottawa, but I thought they gutted out a game in in Toronto last night and, and played pretty well considering the circumstances, yeah. but wherever you want to start, let's go. Well, well, let's, let's start with last night's game because okay. you know, it was Doug Flutie night. Doug Flutie's going to be here in our city this week because uh, you know, last night they were honoring the 96 great cup champions. They're honoring the 92 great cup champions. Doug Flutie obviously had a huge impact on this game. Didn't he? Yeah, he really did. I mean, he changed he changed the game in a lot of ways. I, I remember breaking camp in Saskatchewan. I, I've told this story before, but having a coach say when Doug was in Toronto, or excuse me, in Calgary, and say that we have to build our defense and design our schemes around beating Doug Flutie and the Calgary Stampeders. But I've never had any coach before or after that you know, single out one player like they did with Doug Flutie, that that in order to get to the championship game, you've got to beat Doug Flutie. And Doug, Doug with his offense and his creativity, you know, the offense has changed. We went from tight ends and running backs and, you know, fullback, tailback type formations to spread offenses where there were three receivers on either side of the field and no backs in the backfield, and Doug would just create. You know, and uh, just he he changed the game, opened up the passing game, and was the most creative player. And, and and that's the word I use because I think Doug that was his strength. That no matter how it broke down, Doug could create mm-hmm. and make it happen. And he was the most creative player and the best player I ever played against. But. You know, I I never played against Warren Moon either. So, and and you can hey, you can make an argument for a lot of your favorite players in the game, but sure. uh, Doug was the the toughest quarterback I ever played against as well, far as trying to beat him. You know, it's interesting, Glenn. I had I, I was doing the show live from Country Hills Golf Course last night because it was the Calgary Stampeder Alumni Association Charity Golf Tournament. Uh, Kenny Moore, who was part of that uh, Great yep. Cup Championship team in '92, he was on the team and he said, "Hey, you know what? Doug would just ad lib at times, and as an offensive lineman, you would just have to go with the flow." But but he also made a really interesting point. He said, "Doug Flutie's game was made for the Canadian Football League," and what he thought was really interesting, he says. Bo Levi Mitchell's game is made for the NFL because he's more of a drop-back pocket quarterback and, and doesn't like to take off and use his feet like a Mike Riley, you know, like so many of the other successful quarterbacks in the Canadian Football League. Yeah, and but I think Doug was even a little bit different in that regard, too. I mean, Mike Riley is a guy who will take off and run downhill. He'll go and, you know, run for the first down. Doug was creating as he was retreating. Doug was creating as he would buy time in the pocket. I think Bo does that better than any quarterback in the league right now, is is just sidestep the pass rush or slide one way or the other to buy himself a little bit more time and to find the throwing lane he needs. Um, Bo does that better than anybody right now currently playing. Yeah. And and Doug used to retreat. You could You could send one more than he'd block. Like he put three receivers at each side of the field. No backs in the backfield for protection. So you got five linemen. We used to play against him in Calgary and send six or even seven. 
and say, we'll leave the widest guy open because we don't think we're going to be so fast in the backfield because you can't block him. We're, we're outnumbering you by two guys. And he would retreat away from that free man and then on his back heel throw it 60 yards <laughs> for a touchdown. And honestly, and you'd go, how did you make that throw? You cannot make that throw. It's physically impossible. Doug could do it. And <laughs> it was great to see him last night. And, and did you? I don't know if you saw the interview, the whole thing in the third quarter, Jock, but I have to bring it up because okay. he mentioned – I asked him about the rule changes. I said, you know, when you played, it was a little different. There's been rule changes where now coaches can challenge away from the ball, illegal contact, pass interference, offense, defense. What do you think about that? And Doug said, we've gone too far. We've it's too, too far. far. Yeah. No, I... Flat out, you, you're bringing attention and focus to an area that you, there isn't a yes or no, and it's gone too far. And I, and I, and I agree with him. I think we've gone too far. Different topic. I don't know. Well, if you well, you know, today, it, it's but... funny because now, now I'm jumping all over the place because I had Dave Dickinson on the show last night, and and it was a huge topic in our post game show after the Saskatchewan win. The number yeah. of flags and the one that drove fans nuts was the one where Chris Jones he challenged the catch. It was not a yeah. good catch. And then right after they review it, Dave has to throw his flag and they challenge PI. And I'm going, oh man, can't they get on the same page here? You know why? Well, why can't I... they challenge both at the same time? Yeah, and it's it's too much. It's too much. And I don't I don't know if you heard Chris Jones today, um, the clip from Chris Jones today after practice, which is is out there. It's it's now on I don't know okay. Twitter or wherever. Um, but he said that Dave Dickinson is actually designing double moves from one receiver every single play, and the reason he's doing it, and this is Chris Jones' theory. The reason he's doing it is that on a double move, you're forcing a DB to grab. You're forcing a DB to make contact down the field. So they're trying to actually drop. This was the accusation, and I'm and I'm paraphrasing okay. from Chris Jones that Dave Dickinson is deliberately writing in a double move in every play that he has in the passing game so that he can have the possibility for illegal contact to challenge in a crucial situation on every single play. And, you know, let's, let's just for a second say that, that that's the case. And I don't, I don't think it is, but let, let's say that that's the case. I know for a fact that every team in the league now is hiring coaches to scout and search for penalties illegal contact penalties on every passing play because just in case they need it, they want to be able to communicate to the coach that, yes, we were incomplete on second and 10. We need a first down crucial here in this, in this part of the game in the third quarter, wherever it is. And so on the backside wide receiver, there was illegal contact. If, if we have now created a system and, and believe me, I'm a, I'm a Glenn Johnson fan. And I think, a lot of what he's done in the last two years has really helped the game open up in a big, big way, and he should be, you know, we should thank him for that. But we've gone too far when coaches are being hired to search for more penalty flags. Mm-hmm. And honestly, Jock, this this is not the print. This is not this flies against what we're trying to do. We, we don't want any more flags. And the players that are playing the game, I promise you are thinking, let us decide the outcome of the play. DB receiver, hand-fighting down the field for position, let them decide the outcome of the play 
until it gets to a point where you absolutely have to throw the flag, you you look at it, you go, well, that was a little bit too much, a little bit, let go of them, let go of them. Okay, now I have to throw the flag. Do you follow me? Yeah. Because I, I, I follow you because we had that suggestion from a fan on, on the show on the weekend. The fact is we're, we're throwing too many flags. Maybe just make it simple. Give the coach one flag, and once he uses this flag, it's done. Kind of like only the one challenge in, in hockey in the NHL. So there might be other times you want to challenge, but if you want to use that flag early... Great, but yep. then you don't have any more challenges. So, so maybe, maybe that's, or maybe it's two max. I, I don't know what the number is, but there, there seems to be way too many flags being thrown right now. Well, I agree. The number, the number right now, because now we've created a culture where coaches. I say we. I mean, the league has created right. a culture. I, 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 I feel like such an investor into the league, <laughs> but um, you know, emotional investment, but. Because the league has now created a culture where coaches are actually looking for penalty flags, they're looking for penalties, uh, so that we'll throw more flags. Um, this is the wrong culture, and I would go to the one challenge only. I would, I would say that is it, and the only judgment call penalty that can be challenged is offensive and defensive pass interference, and that's it. And the only reason for that is because defensive pass interference. It could be a 50-yard penalty, um, and it could be a game-changer. If you can't overcome 10 yards for illegal contact, then you're not a good team anyway, right? So uh, my my recommendation would be one challenge only. When you lose it, you're done. And if you use it and, lo- and, and lose the challenge, it's still a timeout penalty. That's correct. So, so you only can use it on that one time when you go – Yep, that was a 50-yard. I think it was DPI. I'm going to throw it because they didn't call it. That, that one I think we should take another look at. And some people will argue, what about the roughing the passer because that's a player safety issue? Well, there is an official whose only responsibility is to watch the quarterback and protect the quarterback. That is his only responsibility in a play. So if... If he's not 99% of the time accurate in his calls, we've got a bigger problem. Um, this, this should be, you know, I'm all for player safety, but I say you take all of that out. Mm-hmm. Get rid of it. The pendulum swang too far the other way. Time to bring it back. Glenn Johnson has been innovative, and he's opened up the game. Offense is up. Passing is up. Scoring is up. It's exciting to watch. It's the best month of CFL football. I've seen in my time as a broadcaster, that's over 20 years. It's the best opening month I've seen, yeah. by far. And, and so that's part of Glenn Johnson. He should take credit for that. But we've gone too far. Yeah, we've gone too far. Uh, you knew I was going to get a text like this, Glenn, after your comments on Chris Jones. Dwayne just texts in and says, hey, Chris Jones, try to lose classy, idiot. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, and, and I guess from a Homer standpoint, I get it. It does sound like oh, yeah. it does sound a little bit like sour grapes from Chris Jones. Well, and, and Chris Jones is saying, and you know what he said today, because I was doing Saskatchewan radio earlier today. And he said um, in part of the clip that was, again, it's, it's out there. It's, on, it's online. And, and he said that, you know, we're going to start to draw plays and every other team will to try and draw illegal contact calls like Calgary does. <laughs> and, and, and first of all, I know Dave is not designing offenses to have one player designated to try and draw a penalty flag. <laughs> that, that, that's you know, come on, that, that's not true. That's not real. But 
I just wanted to bring it up because <laughs> let's let's stir the pot. But it does get to the officiating topic, and I and I think we've covered. It. I, I think yeah, the I pendulum's got to come. I agree. Back. I, I agree, hundred percent. So, a uh, good point. Thanks for bringing it up because I hadn't heard that clip, and uh, I'll do a little more research on it because it, it is certainly interesting, and obviously, it uh, it will be topical here in Calgary as well. Hey, back to last night's game just for a second. Ricky yeah. Ray, uh, unbelievable. Like he he might be the story of the season just five weeks in. Five games over three hundred yards. He hasn't done that since 2006, I believe. And a two-minute drill to get his team into field goal range for the walk-off winning field goal against an Ottawa team that really gutted it out. I, I think he is the story. I, you know, I'm not surprised that he and Mark Tressman are working well together. I mean, we said this on this show at the beginning of the season, that Mark Tressman did it with Anthony Calvillo when his career appeared to be winding down at the time. And now he's doing it with Ricky Ray, and I'm not surprised. Like the way he handles quarterbacks and treats quarterbacks, like Dave Dickinson, you know, to to empower them to lead the team, let them run it, but be there with everything from fundamentals to footwork to how you release the ball and all those things. These coaching quarterback guru kind of guys can can help a quarterback in so many ways that you can't measure and. And Ricky Ray's benefiting from it. I think what's a surprise for me in Toronto is their defense. Their mm-hmm. defense is is playing great and, and keeping them in games, and he's throwing for 300, and this is a good team. This is a very good Toronto team. Glenn Suters, our CFL insider. Glenn, we've got to take a quick time out here. Hey, if you want to uh, talk to Glenn, if you want to send us a text, 403-974-TALK. That's 403-974-8255. Out of town, it's toll-free, 1-800-563-7770. You can give me a follow on Twitter at Sports on 770. My email address, jock at newstalk770.com. Speaking of coaches in the Canadian Football League, how about Mike O'Shea? On the same night, he goes from genius to goat. And boy, was he ever a goat in that game on uh, earlier this week. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit about the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. This is Sports Talk with Jock. Sports Talk with Jock. Weekdays from 6.30 to 8 p.m. on News Talk 770 Calgary. CHQR.